Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Minute with Mark. This is uh, kind of my 12-year-old giddy self. I grew up in the 90s, and one of my biggest heroes were the Lakers. And today we have the legendary Laker, A.C. Green. He's a three-time NBA champion. He grew up during the Showtime era with Magic and the crew. He started on the crew with James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Byron Scott, and himself. Am I missing anybody, AC? I think that's the starting lineup, right? That was the starting unit, yeah. And uh, there's barely been a more exciting team. They used to take it from Larry Bird and the boys. And I was just a little landlocked North Dakota kid dreaming of the ocean and dreaming of AC Green and the Lakers. And I have him here today. It's a real honor. Um, Aside from the championships, the NBA has given him the Iron Man Award. He played, and this is not kidding, he broke his thumb early in his career. I think it five games total you missed, AC, I think. Three. Yeah, well, yeah, three, three, yeah, three games total, exactly. And then he decided to play 1,192 straight consecutive NBA games which is a record that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is an all Hall of Famer and legend, said will never be broken, and I happen to stand with Kareem on that. He was an NBA All-Star. AC was an NBA All-Star in 1990, and on top of that, he's a very high-integrity man of God. And all that ado, I'd like to welcome the AC Green to Minute with Mark. AC Green. Welcome. I got a few questions, and I'm pumped. <laughs> All right, Mark. Sounds good, man. I'm happy to be here with you, man. This is exciting for me as well. All that Laker love, man. You take me back memory lane. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, and this is a true story. That so, uh, this is just relevant. AC's uh, affecting my life now. Hey, you guys taught me how to win. You guys taught me how to win. I played varsity basketball as a freshman. Without your team, AC, not a chance. Yeah, I was a freshman. I had to go to the, I had to go to the ninth grade coach. I had to go to the athletic athletic director. I had to go to the first year varsity coach. I said I want to play varsity. They said no, it's a bad idea. I said yeah, but I want to. And I ended up six man. Went to state four year starter. We won a state championship as all state tournament team two years. You guys taught me to win. Period. So anyway. I could just I could go on and on, but here's here's the real story. You're still affecting me. I used to wake up at nine at eleven a.m. Eleven to one is when I start my day. Ask any of the guys I hang out with currently; they'll tell you. Mark wakes up when he's done sleeping. He, you know, and then I, I just take a shower. I'll go have coffee with my grandpa if I'm living in North Dakota. If I'm in Arizona, I'll suntan a little bit. I'll read some. I'll just do nothing. I'll I'll do nothing. It's really just funny. Shannon and I will hang out. I'll enjoy the morning. And I don't regret it. I'll go on an hour walk. Whatever. Then I, I, I really get into AC getting ready for this, for this interview, AC. And your 1,192 straight games, you even lost a tooth. And you played the next night. And here's what happened. The last week now, I'm not saying I'm going to keep this up because I'm my will is about my will is about as strong as a baby. 
But now I've, for the last week, I've gotten up at 7 a.m. and I've worked till 7 p.m. And I've never been more inspired. And AC, part of it was because I knew I was interviewing you and I'm not kidding. But anyway, my productivity just took a shot up. So my, my opening question to you is, what on earth caused you to play 1,192 straight games? Now, my friends, my old friends that are my age, we get together, we're smoking cigars, and we just bitch and moan about the current NBA. Now, I've accepted it. I love LeBron. I go to the games. I'm renting the suite for Kobe's retirement party. Um, I mean, I'm into the Lakers. I love the Cavs. I love all the new teams, and I've accepted that LeBron takes a day off way too often against major teams to rest, and I don't, whatever, okay. There's more games, fine, whatever. But I, we just complain and yak and whine, and my young guys listen to go, you guys need to catch up with the times. But here you are, the Iron Man. What inspired nine, uh, 1,192 straight games? I the people deserve to know. Well, Mark, it, it, it was definitely, you know, a day at a time. I mean, my gosh, you, you know, you don't wake up thinking you're going to play, you know, every game, and let alone be in the NBA. And so it was, it was, you know, it was a, a mentality that had to come from my younger days. And honestly, it, it goes all the way back to that childhood. I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, two older brothers and an older sister, all of us being pretty much raised in Portland, Oregon, and um, two wonderful, hardworking parents. And we, as a siblings, you know, we basically just saw our parents working, you know, two, sometimes three jobs. And so I just distinctly remember seeing my, my parents uh, and I'm there after school, just excited to see him, you know, on the on the, the couch in the living room. And uh, here comes my dad, and I, you know, I'm all up to maybe six years old, you know, five to six years old, and excited to see him run up and hug him, and then you know he'll play with me for a little bit, and then uh, you know, not not too much later, you know, he's like getting ready to to go out the door, and I'm like, Daddy, where are you going? And, he's, and uh, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work. And sure enough, he's gone. And then, you know, I, I saw that. I saw him come in and go out. And every time it was going to work, coming back from work, you know. And as a kid, that just leaves an impression in your mind. And then the next thing you know, he was coming in and my mom was going out, working her second job. And and it just it just developed a, a whole mentality and a, and a, a really a despise for the word work because I could not stand it because it took my parents away from me. Mm. And lo and behold... So did you, did you, see, did you see the NBA as work or were you... Were you, you know, because the Bible says that we're... And I've, I've taught this for years and I don't know if anybody listens and I don't blame them if they don't. But I've always taught for years that when God says you're going to earn your, your meat by the sweat of your brow... That's okay, because you're playing basketball or you're doing something great, you're sweating. You're sweating hard. And that doesn't mean you can't be having a great time inside your calling, sweating your ass off. 
And so did you look at that as kind of work play or how did you deal with that? Oh no, that was that was one hundred percent work. It really was because you you know, it's a it's a vocation. It's a talent, you know, that God's really given and blessed somebody to participate in, just like everyone has their own talent. And some, you know, share different talents, but in general everyone has their own thing that they do. And uh and, and so the MBA, you know, no, by all means it was work. And it just so happened there was something I'd like to do was play basketball. And so I was fortunate enough to have a job uh, that I really, really, really liked and uh, and make a living at doing it. Wow. If you weren't going to be a basketball player, you didn't make it. You didn't make it. It didn't work. The ABA didn't work out. The NBA didn't work out. What would you have done? You ever thought about that or you never even bothered? going to be a, a broadcaster on my local TV uh, station back home in Portland. I was going to, I was going to be uh, a, a, a sports broadcaster because I love watching. We had a famous broadcaster back there in Portland, and uh, and I used to love just his commentary, his stories, and just love seeing him talk about sports. I'm like, that's what I want to do. And then my, my backup plan was I was going to be a radio uh, DJ. I was going to be a, a guy who had his own radio show. And so those are my two childhood type dreams and ideas that I was going to do. And I even went to college with that in mind. And I, I majored in broadcasting, still looking at broadcasting journalism as a major in a career path. Well, your voice is like, you remind me of kind of like Denzel. I love your voice. It's hypnotic. It's, it's sweet. It's melodic. It's, it's awesome. Um, it's funny here, everybody. Listen, the childhood influences here and the imprinting is so powerful. The parent imprinting that, that your parents had on you for work ethic AC, my gosh, is just incredible because look what it caused. And then that sportscaster and his eloquency and passion, look what that caused. Was it, or look what that caused in you, that kind of drive. And then the DJ... Was that just you love music, or was there somebody that was like Rock and Rick from XL '93? I mean, what was that? Was there somebody like yeah, that? Yeah, it was. It, it, you know, I just wanted to be on the radio, and so if I was going to be, you know, uh, AC, whomever my nickname was going to be, it was going to be. But I just wanted to be on the radio with my own radio show because I thought that was also pretty cool too. <laughs> okay, let's get to the next question because this one is. Uh, I don't know the answer. I asked you if I could ask you because it's kind of touchy. And you said, ask it. But you gave me no clue on what your answer was. So I'm interested. So the Lakers, you know, like Byron Scott in particular, was super open with this. He said the Lakers openly, publicly, in your face, brazenly tried to tempt you to have sex because you were a virgin. You were a virgin in high school. You were a virgin in college. And you were a virgin for 1,100 games in the NBA. And they would send, a, at one time, they sent a half-naked woman to your hotel room. You look in the people, and you resist it. But here's the catch. You know, you know, there's there can be like the in-house, grumpy, perfect, holy Christian. And Ecclesiastes says, don't be holier than thou. Like, don't be overly righteous. Don't be overly wicked. 
And what's wild about it is in the 30 for 30 documentary, which is at invisibleempire.com, I put it on there. It's it's actually a 30-minute ESPN, but they have an eight, but we have an eight-minute short of it at invisibleempire.com. It's the first video, it's right under AC Green's picture. And you gotta watch it because it's hilarious. It opens up with that whole sexcapade. They used to say that Magic Johnson's uh Magic Johnson's house was kind of like a Hugh Hefner playboy party. It was just unbelievable dancing and temptation and all sorts of riotous stuff. But you resisted that girl. But then um, what's interesting is I said, well, did you ever go to Magic's? You know, did you go to Magic's house? Because it was, you know, like it was it was a cesspool, I guess, if you were like, really hardcore it was a cesspool of sin you could say i mean i don't want to get wild here but you know it had i'm sure some substances it had a lot of women it had probably some loose clothing and you told me you went to everything because that's what the team did and you were a team guy and yet korea everybody you've got the respect of the mad respect of the whole team jerry west everybody Kareem, James Worthy, Byron Scott on the 30 for 30 short, they're singing your praises and saying your resolve is more impressive than your work ethic and your work ethic is unstoppable. And, you know, you just, you how, so here's my question. Is this, was this all just easy for you? Because I, you know, I, I would like to say I'm a professed, um, sinner who God is like a good mercy you know mercy over judgment and I'm weak and it doesn't work and I've been in low places and done low things and my whole life I have and uh I don't want to but I still do but you haven't and you kind of don't so I'm interested in the inner game of, of how you how you stayed so high integrity yet you stayed totally loved and cherished by your teammates i i have no idea and i've I've almost never heard of a person like that maybe a couple i actually have a couple lance olam you're gonna listen to this you're you remind me of that person i'm gonna just say that publicly aside i mean there's just few that do so what's up with that ac no mark i mean first of all i mean god god's grace is as the Bible honestly says, those that, you know, have a chance to get familiar with it, it just says that um, it's sufficient more than anything else. And what that really means is that, yeah, there there might be uh, challenges, maybe adversity, maybe some temptation that could be around you, surrounding you, um, but it doesn't mean it has to penetrate you. It doesn't mean it has to uh, overtake you doesn't mean it has to knock you upside your head and I think that's where some rely more on the quote-unquote power of God to be greater than the temptation that they might be around or you know and so for me and, and further answer the question um, you know I wanted to always befriend my teammates that was my first challenge I wanted to I wanted to uh, be a part of the team without having to compromise to be a part of the team. Yeah. In, and, in the world, you know, in on the team, but not of the team, a little bit. In the world, but not of the world, yeah. a little bit. 
And you know, Martin Luther King, not not Martin Luther, but Martin Luther King, regarding lust, he, he had a famous saying. It's actually not famous. I wish it was. But regarding lust, he said, you know, you can't prevent birds from flying around your head, but you can prevent them from building a nest in your hair, you know, penetrating and making a home and bringing it in and, and turning it on and, and playing with it. And I think you're, you're a modern day kind of, you exemplify that. And uh, this answer is blowing my mind. So AC, I don't, I'm interrupting, but keep Keep going. I mean, this is good stuff. I got another question here in a sec, too. No, no, but that, that was, I mean, that, that's pretty much where, where it's at in the sense of you just, you know, uh, it, it's not within your own ability and your own strength, but at the same time, you do have to have a plan. You got to have, and my, my, my take on it all is that, you know, you got to, I wanted to get into my career more than I wanted to get into a girl's pants. Hmm. And I think that's really what it came down to. Um, I, did, I just enjoyed the, uh, the quest and the challenge, which was a bigger challenge for me of trying to be, you know, a professional NBA player that happened to have a lot of character and a lot of integrity in the game, about the game on and off the court. Wow. Do you have like a favorite scripture, or do you have? I mean, or do you, have, you probably have a ton. I'm guessing, but do you have like a stronghold that that you you love that scripture? You got it somewhere in your journal, or or whatever. Do you have a favorite one? Um. Yeah. You, you know, the first one I memorized was. Matthew six thirty three, and it, and it basically says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and all of His righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you." And I was just dumb enough to believe it, Mark. That's <laughs> what it came down to. Wow. I, I just, you know, put Him first, and He'll take care of everything else. That was the way I basically saw it. Wow. All right. Here's my here's my last question. Your happy place. Where you're feeling like satisfied, you're feeling grateful, you're feeling fulfilled, you're feeling on point. And, and it could be, you know, you're, re, you're newly married or not really newly married. What year did you get married, AC? Uh, 2002. Okay, so been married 15 years or whatever. Um, it could be just you and your wife holding hands, looking at the pool and the sunset reflecting on a life of of joy and whatever that could be your place and that's that's freaking awesome you deserve that um it could be you i know you, you do a lot with abstinence teaching and and you you have a great message and you're chill with that and kids respect you it could be to a room of you know underprivileged kids in la and they're in the gym and you host basketball can you do a lot with kids um, and youth, you have the AC Green Foundation, uh, nonprofit, I believe. Is that correct? You have a nonprofit, AC Green Foundation, correct? Yes, 501c3, correct. Yeah, 501c3. And, um, you know, so w when is the AC Green satisfaction? Wow, I'm contributing to that kingdom I was foolish enough to believe in, and uh, I'm happy. This is a good place. 
I'm going to go home and hit the pillow and, and I'm going to sleep well tonight. Where is that? Or what are a couple of those? What, what's going on there? Um, gosh, I, you know, I am, I am still a product of my parents. <laughs> so I, I still work, I still work a lot and I still work quite a bit. And I, I, I shift my focus. Um, you obviously have to be a multitasker, especially when you run and you're a part of business just true traditional business, you consult with other businesses, and then you have your own nonprofit that's been around 28 years. Uh, you have to learn how to multitask. And so I don't, I don't find, um, I don't find that place often because my mind is always working. And, and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I, I've come to accept the fact that it's a good, peaceful place for me to have uh, an agenda, something to do. Not necessarily, not necessarily an overwhelming schedule, task list, but just to stay busy. I, I've come to enjoy that aspect because I start to see results, like you mentioned, you know, with uh, a lot of our kids that's going to advance in the next generation. You know, and I can attest to this personally because... Um, I reached out through really, I have never publicly used the word miracle, so I'm not going to right now, but through a series of curious events, you and I are on the phone and I mean curious to the point of, I'll tell you privately someday, I'll tell you privately when we hang out, but you know, it was a week ago I hit him up for this. And today we got on the phone and we plotted out an AC and it's not like he's frenetic and busy. You know, it's very chill. It's very fun. Actually, I had fun mapping out the logistics of the event with you. I did, but I'm also like a five-year-old giddy kid meeting his hero, but you're just talking to me, but you were charming. You were smooth. You were clear. You were fast. You were efficient. And we spent, geez, I don't know what we spent, but we had to spend 45 minutes to an hour getting the logistics of, you know, the limo ride to the event, the entire structure of the event, your introduction, the exact flow of the event, the exact aftermath of the event, every single thing. And then we get on this podcast format we do sound checks, we map out this entire question process and the logistics and the flow and the liturgy, and here we are, and you're still going. And I have a feeling when we hang up, now it's almost 5 AC, are you done after this? Do you have supper and just chill? Or What happens? It's Friday, what happens now AC? Tell me, after this. Before, uh, before my head hits the pillow. Oh my god! But, I, but I, I, I really, I really do, Mark. But I do want to hopefully get a little peek if I can. Uh, I'm on a basic DVR and um, probably the WNBA women's basketball playoff game between the Minnesota Lynx and the Los Angeles Sparks that's playing uh, going on now. So okay. I, that's that's part of my twist. 
Okay, so you sneak in a little pleasure TV in there. That that makes if I can, I will. that makes me happy. I just started learning to watch TV while I'm working, and I actually like it. I like it. It kind of chills me, and I enjoy it. But you know, myself, I started today at 7 a.m. I worked the entire flight here, and as soon as we got off at five, I've got about eight things to do, and I have a networking event. And I have four clients. Actually, I have seven clients coming in. I'm up at 7 a.m. doing a contract tomorrow. And then I'm on a flight. And then Sunday, I Sunday I don't literally do anything. I actually hollow the Sabbath. It doesn't, I don't care if you do or people, other, other people do or whatever. I just started the Sabbath and I just started it. And it's totally chill. We're starting to go to church on sun, Saturday instead. And Sunday, we just relax. We watch football if we want, but too much of that's so loud and I get crazy. And so I paint, I chill out. We do we do a family Bible study almost every day, but we do a family deal. Sometimes I do go to church again on Sunday, but um, I've gotten the Sabbath into the groove and the rhythm. It's just a luxury of time. That's changed my life and given me strength again. Um, it's it's a wild thing. So that's my little, you know, secret minute with Mark listeners. Anyway, that's an insight into my world. Will it last? Uh, who knows as I get busier and things are blowing up more, you know, who knows? So hopefully I can maintain it. But, but anyway, AC, a couple things real quick. We got one minute, my timer, I set a 30 minute timer and it's at one minute. Um, what's, what's your nonprofit or where can people kind of see, or you know, see what you're up to, or catch catch some of your stuff. Is there a website, or how do how do they look at that? It's threefold. One, acgreen.com. You can go for the website. Okay. Uh, you can see some stuff. We also with our Twitter. Uh, those are into that is NBA underscore Ironman. and that's the Twitter and Instagram, and you can see back history also on our social and community type stuff. So NBA underscore Iron Man. That's so cool. Uh, you know, when I got off this, I, I don't remember if, because we were talking privately, I don't remember if I said on the podcast, I told this, uh, this really top executive of this really high-end company, it's like a $30, $40 million company. I said, uh, hey, I'm going to, I got to go because I'm, I'm doing some watch work and getting some watches from this guy. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm interviewing AC Green, so I'll, I'll call you back. And he goes, the Iron Man. I said, how do you know? I didn't know he knew. He said, oh, all my friends. No, you tell AC Green, everybody knows in that era. He's the Iron Man. So that's great. And then did I cut you off on the third one? You got Twitter. You got the uh, acgreen.com. I'm on that site. Um, you speak at churches. A lot of, a lot of people listen to this. Do you speak at youth groups? How do they how do they reach out there? Yeah, actually, no, right at acgreen.com, uh, uh, you can you see uh, contact us, and you can definitely reach out to me that way. I was, I just came back three days ago uh, from Ardmore, Oklahoma, and had a fantastic meeting there with the community as well as the youth, and it was just terrific. So I I go any and everywhere. Wow. And uh, for for the Minute with Mark listeners, I am starting the Solomon Foundation. 
you know, I charge I made five million bucks with Solomon's CEO. It's fourteen hours of King Solomon's Ancient Secrets for Modern Wealth. It's uh, it sells a lot today. I sell it for two grand. I paid a thousand dollar affiliate commission. And uh, AC, I'm going to start giving it away purely on donation, so that more kids and everybody can get it. And it's going to be part of the 5013C. I've got the whole thing set up. I have land in Maui that I'll be purchasing this year. And my dream is to have a 100-seat, uh, beautiful 7,000. I have the builder. I have everything uh, pretty much lined up. It's just raising capital at this point for that purpose. And I want to host youth camps out wow, there. And uh, every Monday I want to have a Christian millionaire come speak on mindset, perseverance, that the hand of the diligent will rule that uh, the Old Testament says God shall teach you to prosper. Like the apostle says, I, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in good health. And uh, we're going to have health speakers. It's, there's going to be wellness capacity. There's going to be a basketball court. It's a dream. It's my fantasy. It's what I've been working for for 10 years. And uh, I, like I said, I haven't said miracle, but a series of curious things have brought a lot of new people into my life. And AC... If I, when that is built, you know, I'm speaking it out a little bit here, going crazy. Uh, my wife's going to say, Mark, why don't you go back to your old self? I used to say, you know, show the world what you're going to do, then tell them what you did. I'm just telling the world what I think might happen here now. When it happens, I'd like you to be the very first speaker, the very first speaker to the kids. So anyway, um, we'll get there. Love but, it. But AC, Absolutely. you're a total legend. This is such an honor to have you on here. I don't have a lot of words aside from gratitude and thanks to you, bro. You are you are a legend. The Iron Man. Thank you for being here, AC. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the invitation. I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, and we'll see you in a week, bro. So, game on. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. And that's a wrap. Love you guys.